Welcome to another episode of The Inner Guidebook. And today, I'm just going to go straight into it. I want to talk about something that has changed my life, I think, it, or was the first step to changing my life, improving my life in so many ways. And forgive me today if I'm tired or if I, uh, I uh, seem that I don't have any energy. We had sparring in the morning and the, the fights were too hard. The sparring was very hard. It's the first week of sparring, so it's been draining. But back to our topic of the podcast, it has been something that has changed my life really. And uh, I believe it could change so many people's lives. And tr you might be trying to improve it now. You might be focusing on it now. And uh, especially if you're in that high school, going into your 20s, this is, the, this is the thing in your life that you might be focused on or you might be going through. And today's topic on the Inner Guidebook is self-value. Ways in which you can gain self-value and ways in which you can use self-value to improve your life. And the first thing that self-value, the first way to gain self-value and use self-value to improve your life is to just know that everything improves, everything enhances, everything gets so much better through self-value. And the first point I'm going to speak about is the relation between self-value and healthy relationships. The more self-value you have, the healthier your relationships are going to be. It's important to understand that the first step to a successful relationship with anyone is first a successful relationship with yourself. That is the first step to any successful relationship, any healthy relationship. And that, believe it or not, self-value through relationships is gained through saying no how often you can say no or you are able to say no and how comfortable you, you feel with saying no. That's how self-value is first gained through relationships. And the more you say no, the more you'll know about yourself and the more you say no is also the more you'll know about others. And if I've, if I, if I've learned anything through dealing with many people of many ethnicities of many you know backgrounds of different backgrounds cultures just being an athlete traveling around having to talk to many people and deal with many people i've learned that people hate the most when we say no people don't like that and this is where their true colors come out People's true colors come out really when you start saying no. Not just saying no for the sake of saying no, but when you say no to something that you don't want to do, something that you don't want to go as far as doing, you know, something that doesn't fit your morals, doesn't fit your values. So saying no doesn't only show you more about you, but it shows you more about others and their true colors. We, I've spoken about this in uh, 
the past episode of the inner guidebook and I want to mention it again now instead of saying no we find ourselves in situations where we are presented with the opportunity of saying no but instead of saying no instead of standing our ground or standing up for ourselves or our morals or our values or our decisions or opinions whatever it is instead of saying no we end up lowering our expectations to meet someone else's standards. That is the counterpart of saying no. And we see it way too much now, where instead of saying no and becoming your own person in your own relationships with people, you tend to become the person they want you to be. And that comes from lowering your expectations to meet their standards of who they want you to be. And it's important to know that when you lower your standards, that lowers your value. Now, I've said this before and I need to say it again because of how important it is, you know. When you lower your standards, you lower your value. You lower your self-value. Because your self-value comes from your own individual standards, that you have set for yourself, your own individual expectations that you have set for yourself. And if your expectations aren't met, simply your standards aren't met. If your expectations aren't met, then simply your standards just aren't met. And where we face so many problems deciding between expectations, deciding between standards, and having them, you know, mix up and we lower our standards to meet other people's expectations or we don't say no, all of this, we meet those situations most because we are told not to expect from others as we would expect from ourselves, which is something, which is an unpopular opinion, what I'm about to say right now, but it's something that I completely disagree with. It is okay to expect from others as much as you expect from yourself. It's okay to expect from others as much as you'd expect from yourself in specific situations, in specific scenarios, in, in specific relationships between you and the other person, between you and that other group of people. It is okay to expect from them what you'd expect from yourself when you're dealing with them and that's how you find what's best for yourself that's how you find what is the most real for yourself what is the most true for yourself when you start trying to find the people who will do what you would do who would treat you the way you would treat them who would deal with situations the way or similar to how you would deal with situations. That's how you end up finding who is the most real for you, who is the most true for you, you know? So that's how you find what's best for yourself. When you expect from others what you'd expect from yourself. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm not saying this is the only way to do it. I'm saying if this is how you want to do it, it is okay. Because we get told so many times and we even tell ourselves so many times when someone isn't meeting our standards or isn't meeting 
our expectations, we always tell ourselves the problem is that I'm expecting them to do what I would do. That's not a problem. That's okay, especially when you are having a relationship with that person, a friendship with that person, a working relationship, whatever type of relationship, that is okay. And to gain and improve through self-value, you sometimes or you more often than not you need to stand your ground. You need to stand your ground when it comes to your values, your morals, your standards, your expectations, your own thinking. Stand your ground when you feel like someone is trying to erase that. When you're in a relationship with someone, when you're having a relationship with someone, again, if it's just a working relationship, a friendship, or a romantic relationship, when you feel like that person is trying to erase or step over your own morals, your own values, your own standards, then you need to stand your ground. This is where you need to say no. No, I don't agree with this. No, I don't want to do that. No, I don't feel comfortable with doing this. No, I think we should do A, B, and C instead of doing a, B, and C, you know, so you need to stand your ground in order to know more about yourself and to know more about others and to have a healthy relationship. You need to gain self-value and in order to gain self-value, you need to give yourself value to begin with. And the only way to give yourself value to begin with is to start saying no in situations where you feel like you want to say no. With self-value, something very beautiful comes hand in hand as you start gaining self-value, as you start on your journey of giving yourself value, and that's self-acceptance. It actually starts with self-acceptance, I'd say. And the easier it becomes to say no in situations even sometimes to yourself and something that you want to do that you know deep down that is against your values, your morals, standards, expectations, or when you're saying no to someone else in your relationships. And so the easier it becomes to say no, the more you value and you respect yourself. So the easier it becomes to say no, the more you value and you respect yourself. It's like an indicator. The easier it starts to get, the more self-value you are starting to have. And before you find value in yourself, you need to find yourself to begin with. You need to start doing what you want to do for you. You need to start chasing what you want to chase for you, not what someone else is telling you to do, not doing something for someone else even though it is not what you agree with it is not what you want to do and so self-confidence breeds self-value and self-value breeds self-confidence so self-confidence breeds self-value and self-value breeds self-confidence the more you gain value the more you start finding yourself finding what you like to do what you want to do how you want to do it the way you want to do it, the more self-confidence 
you find in yourself and the ways you want to do it with and how you want to do it. The more you behave like yourself, the more you'll attract what is for yourself. And the more you are surrounded by what is right for yourself, the more confidence you will have in yourself. So the more you behave like yourself, the more you will attract what is right for yourself. And the more you are surrounded by what is right for yourself, the more confidence you will have for yourself. And the only way to complete that whole cycle is to start finding yourself. Start doing what you want to do, what you have always been wanting to do, chase what you've always been wanting to chase. This is where the self-value comes in, in doing something that you value, in doing stuff that you value, in saying stuff that you value, going against stuff that you don't value. When you start separating those, you find your own self-value. Something important that we need to start really not thinking about, not saying to ourselves, because so many people think it and say it to themselves, but they don't really implement it. They don't really act on it. And that is the fact and the idea that you don't have to fit in. You don't have to fit in. The more you lose what is not for you, the more you gain what is for you. So think about it that way. The more you lose what is not for you, the more you gain what is for you. And on your journey in gaining self-value and improving your life through self-value, your relationships by saying no, by doing what you want to do, chasing your own dreams, going after your journey, you will lose people, but you'll also gain more. Find self-value in doing what is unique. That's how I felt about it when I, was, when I was younger, when I started boxing. It just felt amazing doing something that no one else would do, doing something that so many people wouldn't dare do because of what's involved in boxing, because of the combat aspect or the violence aspect. Doing something that nobody else is doing, that's how I found that, that self-value in doing it. In, in walking into a crowd knowing that I'm doing something that most are not. I'm doing something that most wouldn't. So find self-value in doing what is unique. Doing what many others wouldn't dare to do doing what many others wouldn't even be able to do. That's where you're most likely to find that self-value most, doing that what others can't and wouldn't even dare to do. And find self-acceptance in embracing those that will come with it and those that will go too. Embrace that. Embrace those who are going to come with you on the journey of you gaining self-value because you'll probably lose more than you'll gain on that journey but also embrace those that go to because as I said the more you lose of what is not for you the more that you later on gain what is for you so those who come with it are coming with you those who leave with it 
weren't with you for who you were. They weren't with you for you. So once you start having healthier relationships, once you start having self-acceptance, gaining self-value, saying no, finding yourself, implementing your own morals and values, those who live with it in that process weren't with you for you. But those who stick with you when you separate yourself from the norm or majority, these are the ones who really accept you for you, not for what you offer or what you bring. So the ones who stick with you when you start separating yourself from the norm and the majority, these are the ones who were with you to begin with for who you are, not for what you offer or what you bring or for you being a yes man or a yes woman. And that's where you are going to go through specific emotions when you start losing people on your journey of self-value you will, st you will start even doubting your journey of self-value you will start doubting if if this is something you even want to do if if you want to stand up for your own ideas for your own thoughts if you want to be a person who says no you will start thinking that you are losing more than you are gaining and that's how it's going to feel in the beginning it's going to feel like you are losing more from what is around you than you are gaining for yourself and self-value and self-acceptance and healthier relationships and so on. But it's supposed to feel like that in the beginning. In the beginning, it will feel like you are starting to lose so many people around you. You are starting to lose so much support around you. But this is where you have to think of it with a different perspective where these people didn't belong to begin with. These people didn't belong to begin with. These are not the people who you want to have in your life anyways. These are people who do not meet your standards. These are people who you cannot expect from them as you'd expect from yourself. And these are people who do not accept you for you. But you accept them for them. You accept their thoughts, their ideas. You've been saying yes. You've been going with the flow for so long. And now that you're changing this part, they don't want any part to do with you. Or that journey, that goal doesn't want any part to do with you. Then that journey or goal or people or person didn't belong to begin with. And when going through these emotions, we actually gain self-value in not getting through them but going through them we gain self-value in that journey and a big part of self-value is self-compassion and that's my next point to properly build self-value we need to start with having self-compassion so in times where we find ourselves struggling, suffering, or failing, in order to get through them, we have to go through them. So in order to get through situations of struggle, suffer, and failure, 
in order to get through these situations and emotions, you have to go through these situations and emotions. And what I mean by that is really accept these emotions, really feel these emotions out, really understand these emotions. But before all of that, you need to welcome the emotions. You need to start having more compassion for yourself when you are going through these emotions. So to properly go through them, to properly get through them, we have to be understanding towards ourselves and the emotions we're feeling. Knowing why we're feeling specific emotions and how it's perfectly fine to feel them. So not only go through the emotions, not only feel the emotions, but to know that it's okay to feel these emotions. It's okay to be in those situations, going through these emotions, feeling these emotions. It's okay. And no matter how long it will last, no matter how hard it takes a toll, that is okay. The sooner we accept our emotions, the sooner we'll be able to deal with them. And the sooner we accept our emotions, the sooner we'll accept our individual way of dealing with them. This is where we get mixed up the most, where we start feeling like there is a standard. There, there is a standard way in dealing with specific emotions. There is a common way in dealing with specific emotions. And something that I really want to speak about when I'm talking about a standard way of dealing with emotions or a common way of dealing with emotions is there is a an expectation, a stigma from men especially where if we are going through struggling, emotional, difficult situations, we are not allowed to express these emotions. We are not allowed to cry. We are not allowed to be sad. We are not allowed to take a day off because we're supposed to be stronger and toughen up and keep going. Do every single thing that we need to do regardless of the emotions we're feeling. So there's this stigma and expectations for men to not express their emotions when they are going through the upsetting and the difficult time periods in their life. And this is where it makes them eventually and unfortunately maybe not even get through that phase in their life. Maybe not even find a better phase in their life. And sometimes this phase in their life becomes the last phase in their life, which is something we need to change. A stigma we need to break, expectations we need to talk about where it is okay to go through emotions and express your own emotions in your own way. There is no common way, there is no idealistic way, and there is no way that you're expected to go through emotions so this is where my next point comes in and it is that comparison 
is the enemy of self-compassion and self-value. Comparison is the enemy of self-compassion and self-value. We see people going through specific emotions better than we might. And we think that we are failing when we go through them differently. So we see people going through emotions that we are feeling right now, that we are going through right now. Maybe we are seeing other people now or we've seen other people go through them. And we, we've seen how differently they did it or maybe how much smoother they have done it. And then we think that we are failing when we go through these specific emotions in our own individual way. We might even see people going through phases in their life earlier than we might. And we think that we are failing when we have not gone through them yet. And we see that especially in work, especially in, in relationships, in chasing your dreams, chasing your goals, or just phases in your life. Maybe something even as simple as when others have started to make a specific income and when you are starting to make that specific income. Maybe you haven't started making that specific income. Maybe you, But you're the same age, but you're going through those phases differently in your life. So we see them going through these phases in their lives earlier than we are and we think that we are behind. We think that we are doing something wrong. When we really don't understand that what you go through and when you go through it, it is dependent on how ready for it you are and when you'd be ready for it. So what we go through and when we go through it depends on how ready you are for it and how ready you are to go through it. What you go through at the time you go through it Others wouldn't be able to go through it at that time and vice versa. So you are praying sometimes, you are wishing sometimes that you would be going through those phases much earlier in your life. Going through something that you are going through now or have gone through that has taken a toll on you and has taken a toll on you emotionally, you are saying to yourself that I wish I had gone through this phase much later or I wish I had gone through this phase much earlier or I've seen this person go through this phase at a earlier phase in their life at a later phase in their life and they've done it so much better because they were in this place that place doing this doing that this is the other person this is the other person's life that you are comparing yourself to it's not your life you don't have the same personality traits you don't have the same ways of thinking. You don't have the same morals, values, standards, and expectations. You don't have the same self-value. Everyone at specific phases in their lives has a different level of self-value to themselves. And we are all always at a different point, but it is not a race. So we need to have more self-compassion in order to reach better self-acceptance and that reaches us to the peak of self-value. 
So, accept your situation. Accept your emotions. And that comes with self-value. That's the beautiful thing that comes with self-value through self-compassion that you become so much better at accepting your situation and accepting your emotions. Then now we introduce something that ties all of them together and in my opinion is the best part of tying them all together and the best part of gaining self-value, looking for self-value and improving your life through self-value and that is self-esteem through self-value. The more value we see in ourselves, the less value we see in the opinions of others and the more value we see in ourselves, the less value we see in the way that others perceive us and even value us. So the more value we see in ourselves, the less value we see in the way that others could perceive and value us. Building better relationships, being compassionate toward yourself, and embracing what you're good at, what you're unique at, is a huge boost in self-value and self-esteem. That's where everything ties together. That's where that self-esteem and self-confidence gives that boost and it all makes up self-value. Once you start building those better relationships, once you begin having more self-compassion and once you start embracing not only what you're good at but what you're also unique at, this is where your purpose is. This is who you are. This is where your value is. The more you value yourself, the less you need others. And the less you need others, the less others value you. So you see where, where this is a very one-sided relationship when you don't have self-value. When you become the yes man, the yes woman, when you become the person that goes with the flow, even if it goes against your opinions, your thoughts, your morals, values, standards, expectations, all of it. The more you value yourself, the less you start needing others. But the less value you have for yourself is also the less others will need you. So... There's only more to gain from self-value. There's only more to gain from having self-value, from improving your life through self-value, even if it seems like there is so much more to lose because you are losing so much more now. It just shows you that you hadn't been valuing yourself you hadn't been on that search of gaining self-value improving your life through self-value we find value in challenges we find value in getting through challenges so those challenges that you will face when gaining self-value when improving your life through self-value you actually will find value in them and you will find so much more value in getting through them. And then, 
we find self-esteem in knowing we've been through it and knowing that we won't let it happen again. So we find value in getting through the challenges, but we find the self-esteem in knowing that we won't go through it again. But even if we do, which would happen, which might happen, we won't go through it the same way we went through it the first time. We won't go through it the same way we went through it the first time, knowing what we know now after we have gone through it the first time. It's never the same the second time you go through it. We always fear going through challenges that we've went through before that has taken a toll on us before. We always fear them because we think that when we go through them again, it will take the same toll. It will do the same to us that it's done before. When, when you go through the challenge, you've gone through the challenge, now you know more about yourself and dealing with that challenge. And so it won't be the same. You won't go through it the same. It won't take the same toll. Now you know what to expect and you know how to deal with it and you know what to accept. Self-value brings self-awareness and self-awareness brings self-esteem. So that's what I'm saying with when you go through a challenge, you find the self-esteem in it because it brings you that self-awareness. Now you know what to expect from yourself. You know how to deal with yourself. You know what hurts you, what doesn't, what makes it go away, what doesn't, what is a distraction for you in specific situations. So you just know more about yourself. And it's one thing you gain through self-value, but you know more about yourself and that brings self-awareness through self-esteem. And that's what brings me to my next point. Self-value eliminates that one thing that stops us from receiving so much, giving so much, improving our lives in so many ways. Self-value eliminates ego. How you perceive yourself, how much you love yourself, how much you understand yourself, all of these components of self-value eliminate ego. Ego is the enemy to self-value. So ego is actually the enemy to self-value. Ego is the enemy to successful relationships, to a successful journey chasing your dream, to a successful overall life in anything. Ego is always the enemy. Letting go of your ego slingshots you further into everything you're trying to get done and achieve. So letting go of your ego is like a slingshot into everything you want to achieve. With letting go of ego and gaining self-value in your life, being able to manage and control your ego, you care more for yourself. So you forgive more for yourself. So when you let go of your ego, you care more for yourself and you forgive more for yourself. You value yourself properly. 
you value your well-being, your mood, your own life. You understand that revenge might boost your ego, but then you also understand that it will send everything crashing down in the process. It will send everything crashing down in the long term. So you're always focused on having your get back, making the other person feel the way they made you feel, making the other person behave the way they made you behave. When in the process of you chasing that revenge, you are in a constant circle of feeling the way they made you feel and behaving the way they made you behave. You are in that constant cycle because they are still in control. Revenge means the other person is still in control. Those who wrong you can go if they want. So with self-value, with self-esteem, with self-compassion, that lets your ego go, that lets you control and manage your ego, you understand that those who wrong you can go if they want, but they also can come back if they try. So those who wrong you can go if they want, but they also can come back if they try. Now, now they don't come back to find it exactly as it was before they left. Know how much of yourself to give and who deserves how much of what you have to give. Know how much of yourself you have to give and know who deserves how much of what you have to give. But that is a conversation for another episode. The next episode is where I'll dive deeper into forgiveness, into moving on. And that was your episode on self-value, gaining self-value in your life, improving through self-value, gaining self-esteem, gaining self-compassion, letting go of your ego, and having healthier relationships through self-value. This was the Inner Guidebook, and I'll see you at the next one.